to the Injured List Podcast, your source for all sports injury topics. For the weekend warrior to the sports fantasy guru, we keep you in the action and out of the injured list. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the host of the Injured List Podcast, Brian Scott. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Injured List Podcast. Your host, Brian Scott here. And let's get right into it. Listen, I've got some things to get off my chest. Hey, I'm human. I'm fallible. I make mistakes. I made some big mistakes. Apparently, uh, Curtis Samuel of the Panthers is not undergoing season-ending ankle surgery. That was last year. So my bad there. And I don't think many people listen to me on that one. Anyway, so good for that. Good for you. Now, I thought Carlos Hyde was not going to be playing. From what I read and all the reports and listening to some of the interviews with uh, Pete Carroll, it looked like he wasn't going to suit up. I was proven wrong when he stepped out in the field and proceeded to score something like 18 fantasy points. So if you didn't listen to me, good for you. If you did, hey, I'm just going about this as a part-time thing. I don't get paid for this. This is just purely for entertainment purposes on your end, fun on my end. Gives me something else to do keeps me busy, gives me a hobby, and I enjoy doing it. I like to educate, and I go about it my own style, so that's what I'm here for. Now, there are some injuries that did occur this past weekend, Joe Burrow being the big one. They're saying he's got an ACL, MCL, but I've read some reports that say that there is some internal injuries as well, or some structural quote-unquote injury as well, and they haven't really gone into much detail. Now, as you would expect, the medical team is optimistic about his long-term recovery. However, I've heard that before. Time will tell. We'll see what they find when they go in there. That's the only way to know for sure just how significant it is. And the ACL-MCL is not uncommon. It's a very typical type of injury pattern. Usually you will get an ACL-MCL and then some type of meniscal injury as well on top of it. They didn't say that, but they are saying that there is some other structural injuries from some of the reports. So we'll just have to wait and see. Now, he's young. Time is on his side. He should heal and recover just fine. He's going to be out probably at least 9 to 12 months, probably closer to that 12-month mark, which puts him at risk for possibly missing the start of next season. So we'll have to see what happens when they're in there for surgery and how his recovery goes. Apparently, he's scheduled to undergo surgery within the next uh, day or two. So we'll keep an eye on that. Unfortunate for him, he had a very promising rookie campaign thus far, 10 games in, looked really good, was doing well. Took a pretty nasty hit on the play that he got injured. Not for the faint of hearted to watch it. Um, pretty, pretty nasty looking injury. Could have been worse. Certainly could have been worse. All right, we're going to kind of shift gears a little bit and talk about Clay Thompson going down with an Achilles injury. Oh, so that's such an unfortunate event that occurred to him. And luckily, I guess, if you want to look at the bright side, it was on the opposite side of his knee. So it's not the same side that he just recovered from his ACL injury to. It's the opposite side. But unfortunately, it ends his season before it even ever got a chance to get started. He's going to be out at least probably another 9 to 12 months as he recovers from this Achilles surgery. Honestly, it's just bad luck. I couldn't tell you the last time I've ever had an athlete that bounced back from an ACL injury only to sustain an Achilles rupture on the opposite side. I mean, 
It's not a common thing. I do not think they're uh, go hand in hand. I think the downtime from being in competitive basketball definitely did not help, but I don't think that it has anything to do with the ACL injury. These are two very separate, very distinct injuries to opposite legs. So uh, I, I, it's just really is bad luck for him, and it's really unfortunate. He's, I think, 30 years old now, so we'll have to see how he bounces back from this. I actually think that he'll have a harder time bouncing back from the Achilles injury rather than the ACL because if you've listened to my previous episodes on Achilles injuries, these can be very difficult for basketball players to bounce back from, and as you start getting up in age, it becomes even more difficult to bounce back at a high level. So there's been a few guys to do it, but very few. Dominique Wilkins probably was the one who had the most successful return from a Achilles tendon rupture and subsequent surgery. So good luck, Clay. Hope pulling for you. It'd be great to see you back out there. A devastating blow to the Golden State Warriors uh, hopes this season. And we haven't even gotten started yet. So, okay. Now, uh, moving right along, uh, Drew Brees was diagnosed with multiple rib fractures last week and confirmed on uh, imaging studies. Uh, he's got a pneumothorax on that side. As I predicted, he'll probably miss a few weeks. I think... He has not yet been placed on IR, but that is a possibility. We'll have to keep an eye on that. So I don't expect him to be back next week also. We'll we'll have to keep an eye and see what he does in practice and when he actually suits back up and, and gets back out in the field. But with the, the pneumothorax, you got to let the lung gradually expand and basically get rid of the trapped air between the lung tissue and the thoracic wall. So that can sometimes take a few weeks. The rib injuries probably won't slow him down, but as long as that lung keeps inflating and everything looks good in that regards, then I don't think he'll be out more than a few weeks, but we'll have to keep a close eye on that and see how he does. Now, I got to be honest, COVID-19's got people doing some crazy stuff, myself included. Um, you know, I made a few mistakes. I, I didn't realize that Carlos Hyde was going to play. Maybe it was just me. I don't know. But it didn't sound good on reports I was reading leading up to last week's weekend's game, and it didn't look good coming from Pete Carroll's mouth when he was asked during interviews, which I watched on it. So I do apologize for that. I've made that very clear. I'm not uh, 100%. I'm not out there in the press. I'm not getting the scoop, so to speak. I'm not on the beat getting all the information firsthand. I'm just going by what I read in the paper, what I read online, what I see on television reports, and I'm using that information to give you my educated guesses based on the injuries that these guys are recovering from or going through. And I'm just trying to bring you as much information as you can so that you in turn can make your own educated decisions and not go about this blindly. So I do apologize. I will get it wrong from time to time, maybe more often than that. But uh, again, this is not my full-time gig. I am a current practicing sports medicine, orthopedic surgeon, physician assistant, and I work on Monday to Friday, nine to five job. I take call and I go in late at night sometimes and I do surgeries for various type of orthopedic conditions and I treat a various array of orthopedic problems, not all sports injury related either, by the way, but just to let you know, you know, I'm out there doing it. I'm out there living it. I'm out there treating it and I'm not going to get it right when it comes to this stuff. We don't always, you know, medicine's an imperfect science. Um, it, sometimes it's a, a matter of just throwing your hands up in the air and going with your gut. And um, I try to bring that to my podcast. I try to bring that to my injury analyses that I do here um, from time to time. So hopefully uh, you can stick with me through all that. And uh, 
I'll try to be as accurate as I can. If you have any questions, just hit me up online. It's the best way to get about getting in touch with me, and I'll do my best try and research and get you as much of the accurate information as I can. And if I can't, I'll let you know that too. And I'll be happy to give you some advice at least to kind of guide your decisions about your fantasy teams. Or if you just uh, have some general information that you want to educate yourself about, just let me know. I'll be more than happy to provide that for you too. Now stick around. I'm going to go into commercial break and then we're going to come back and I'm going to sit down with my good friend Abe Delgado on his Facebook live talk show called Devil's Advocate. So as always, um, Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay active. We will see you guys uh, next week. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, this is Sean Colas with the Perkentile and Creamery. We are the premier coffee, ice cream, and dessert bar in the Charlotte metro area. We're thrilling people with our amazing interior design, our incredible customer service, and the quality of our offerings. We have a beautifully designed 1920s mercantile-themed monochromatic throwback where people feel excited by their surroundings and blown away by their treats. We're great for business meetings, families, couples, and you. Ask about our room rentals for meetings, events, or parties. We're nestled next to the Concord Mills Mall behind Verizon and in the same building as McAllister's in Concord, North Carolina. Hey, if you're in the area and you're listening to this right now, get in your car, drive over to the Perkentile, mention that you heard us and Brian Scott's amazing Injuryless Podcast 2020 and receive 25% off your purchase. Hey guys, are you looking to avoid injury when it comes to your finances? Talk to a professional who can help. Whether you are looking to get your financial house in order or simply looking for that second opinion, visit TrustTreeFinancial.com and schedule your free virtual consultation. Once again, that's TrustTreeFinancial.com. Yes, because people are waiting patiently. Thank you, everybody, for watching Devil's Advocate Sports Talk live every single Tuesday night, streaming live on Facebook, where you are not only a part of the show, you are the show. DA Nation, we're doing some things, like I said earlier, where you're going to put your money where your mouth is. We're going to be playing some fantasy games and some other knockout pools and Super Bowl boxes, so stay tuned. We're working on some stuff to have in the near future. Uh, now, my next guest, I want to get away from the top five just a minute here and bring in uh, my man, Brian Scott, coming in from North Carolina real quick. We got some injury updates, and this is a guy that I never thought I'd say this, but I got a bone to pick with you too, sir. Oh, so no. What's going on, man? Welcome to the show. Oh, no. Hey, well, thanks for having me. You want to start with that? Because I'm nervous now. I don't know if I want to. Oh, oh, boy. oh, I love getting you nervous. Oh, no. All right. So. Not that you could be perfect on every call. I, and I admit that I admit that I'm not. So Okay. So you gave our guests advice last week. I did. Seattle Seahawks were not going to have their two running backs that Carson and Hyde were not going to play and probably wouldn't play for weeks. And then I watched the game, and I see Carlos Hyde running rampant on the field. So just to let you know, just wanted to call you out on that. I had to. But, again, nobody can be perfect. But. Moving forward, I want to talk about uh, – oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Please. Well, I, I did – if you listen to my last episode, which I released last week, I did acknowledge my mistake, and I did apologize to the listeners out there. 
All right, um, all right. So I do, I do. Listen, I am the first Even one to tell you when I'm wrong. Fantasy, man. People are starting to make a move. It's moving time for playoffs. I'm out of it. I don't care. I, I'm, I'll be the first one to admit when I make a mistake. You know, guys don't have to worry about that. I, I'm human. And don't forget, this is not my full-time gig. So I do the best I can with the information and the time I got. But anyway, let's um, keep moving on. <laughs> all right. So who's on your radar? If you want, I mean, poor Clay Thompson, man. Uh, I heard I felt terrible for him. Is that common when you're coming back from a knee injury to have like an Achilles or something else go because you're rehabbing? No, I mean, it's not, unfortunately. Uh, it's oh, just bad luck. Totally separate, unfortunate incident. Yeah, it was the opposite leg. It wasn't even the same side where oh, his knee injury was. I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah. and it, it, it's just pure, pure bad luck. You know, you can make all kinds of reasons or come up with all kinds of hypotheses as to why this would have happened, but you'll never really know. You, you can probably. Bad because I'm ready for the, the Warriors to get back to full strength to take out these stinking freaking. Lakers and LeBron James, and now that's you know he's gone. And that's a big piece of the puzzle right there. The 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 worst thing to, for, in in my opinion, about the whole injury is that I, I don't, you know, Clay Thompson's been in the league for a while now. He's not, you know, right out of college. He's not a youngster. He he's a veteran. Um, y you have to wonder uh, how much this is really going to affect his career going forward. I did a whole uh, episode on Achilles tendon ruptures and previous basketball players who've had them and how they've kind of bounced back or have not bounced back. It's a pretty significant injury, man, and it's on the opposite side of his too, knee. Right? It's going to be hard. He's not even really going to be able to test that knee out for like a whole other year now. So it's like, man, this this really puts a, a, a unfortunate spin on a otherwise great career. So um, wishing him the best, but man, that's just bad luck. All around well, there. Brian, we have some Dom's telling you that he would like to thank you because the guy he played had Carlos Hyde, and because of you, he benched him. So hey, there you go. You're still helping out. Did he? Did he? Did he have a lot of points? I don't even know how many points he probably scored, but he was running around pretty well out there. He was. I, I was watching it, thinking, "Oh my god, what have I done?" 18 points, not bad. Anyway, um, what other injury? I can't even think right now. I'm sure there's other stuff. COVID with the dude. Baltimore Dude, Ravens, are they even going to play on Thursday? What do you mean, what other injuries? Joe Burrow. I said I couldn't think, man. I got 50 guys talking to me about 50 different things. Yes, Joe Burrow, he tore his ACL, ACL, ZCL, whatever <laughs> CL that was in his knee, yes. he tore it. So he's gone for next year too, right? We'll see, man. Um, he's definitely not going to be ready for preseason if – whatever preseason they have. And I'd be shocked if he's actually ready to go come week one. It, you know, I've they're heard talking this, they're talking a full right now, a full solid 12 months. I, I, I would believe that. I mean, you've got it. You got to look long-term here. This kid's young first year in the league. You want him to prosper. Then you're going to bring him back slowly. And you're going to make sure he's as close to, if not 100% before you throw him back in there. And isn't this should, let your viewers realize just how important it is to bring these guys along slowly, especially when you're a top-tier quarterback draft pick because you know that the offensive line is going to suck. Otherwise, they wouldn't be picking number one overall. And it, you're going to throw these guys out there, man. This is, a, this is what can sometimes happen. Amazing that Daniel Jones has survived, maybe because he's a little bit more mobile than most of the young quarterbacks around that came out of the Six, draft. Five. But um, look at a guy like you. I'm so glad you brought that up. In your opinion, do you 
the Dolphins pulled Tua because of an injury and he took a big hit? Or do you think they pulled Fitzpatrick gave him the best chance to win? I, I didn't see anything in any of the games that I watched or the highlights I saw. I didn't read anything that said he got injured. I, I don't know. Maybe they were just I, – I think it was well, more production-based. He wasn't doing good. He had, like, only completed, like, eight passes for, like, 30 yards. It was, I mean, he didn't really do anything on offense. I think yeah, they were just – he did take a hit on that hip. Oh, did he? And yeah, he did. And if, if, you, if you watch, he did get up slow, like Dom said. I agree with Dom now that I think about it. I think they definitely pulled him because it was an injury. And they just didn't want to put him right back out there. They want to kind of shelter him a little bit. Um, but putting Fitzpatrick in just confused everybody because now it's like, you made the change. You can't be pulling this kid every time he has a, a tough game in the fourth quarter. It's not like they were getting blown out. They were in that game. They were going to, uh, they were driving to win the game. Yeah, I didn't watch the game. I caught some of the highlights. I, I didn't, nothing stuck out to me that indicated he was severely injured. But, you know, like I've said about him in the past, he is somewhat fragile. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't, it would make sense if they thought maybe there was, or maybe he did get banged up a little bit. Maybe he came back to the sideline and had something to say to the training staff or the medical staff. You know, maybe they went to the head coach and said, hey, listen, and maybe just thinking again about his long-term future, maybe they just said, okay, let's go with Fitzy here. We're struggling anyway. Who well, knows? This is why historically, and recently they've gone away with it. This is why historically you always wanted a big, tall, strong quarterback back, back there. And that's why I'd much rather have like a, a Daniel Jones or a Ben Roethlisberger because these guys can take more of the hits. You saw the hit Tua had. He's a relatively small. I feel like Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, you know, a lot like uh, what you saw with um, RG3 in the past, they're a hit away from being done. And I feel like, you know, you got a guy like Brady. You know, Brady's, you know, sneaky big. He's still 6'4", six, 6'5", six, when you look at him. So. That's why I don't believe in having a small, I know they're mobile, but having a small or, or underweight or undersized quarterback is not a good idea. It's just not a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. But you, I mean, it, it also just brings into focus just how important a good offensive line and path protection oh, of is. Course. Oh, and the quarterback, saying, yeah. when it comes to the quarterback, knowing when to get rid of the ball and being in step with the routes and the receivers, where they're going to be, when they're going to be there. I mean, that's what makes Brady so awesome is the fact that, he gets rid of the ball so quick. He knows the reads really quick. These young guys don't have that experience yet, and they tend to hold on to the ball a little bit longer than they probably should. Case in point with Burrow there, he probably could have gotten rid of that ball a little sooner. The pocket started to collapse on him. Boom, down he goes. Daniel Jones, man, he's got to be careful. He holds on to the ball way too long sometimes. He he's one hit away. I'm telling you, I don't care how big he is. If that pocket starts to collapse, it doesn't take but one high guy hitting you high, one guy hitting you low, and boom. You know, same outcome as Burrow, which is unfortunate too, man. Um, yeah, I didn't even see the hit, but I saw him getting carted off. Any anything else that you have on tap that you were ready to talk about? Um, you guys were asking about Javadi and Clowney, I think before. Davion, yeah, I wasn't sure. I he's on Tennessee, where... and yeah, he just got on placed Tennessee. on the uh, injured reserve, so he's out for three weeks. Once you get put on IR, you're out for three weeks. Apparently, he's been right. dealing with some type of knee injury, but they haven't said what it is. Um. Update, Drew Brees apparently uh, is, and I was, hey, for all the mistakes I make, I'm pretty accurate with some of my other ones. And Drew Brees, like I said, he's going to be out a few weeks. Turns out he's got like 11 cracked ribs. That That's not what's holding him out, though. The thing that's holding him out is that the air in the lung, the pneumothorax, which um, 
is you know can potentially be quite serious. It the air gets trapped between the lung and the lining of the chest wall, and if the air is trapped there, it can cause you sometimes to have symptoms with shortness of breath and things like that. The problem is if that air doesn't expand, then you risk collapsing the lung further. So they're going to have to you know monitor that and give him time before he comes back. I I doubt they'll let you know him back before the two to three week mark. I don't think they put him on IR yet. And if they haven't put him on IR, that means he can still come back, you know, whenever he's ready. But once you go on IR, it's like a mandatory 21 days out, I think. So, you know, that's the only advice I could give is keep an eye on that. If they do put him on IR, then he's out at least 21 days. Well, lucky enough, they have a couple of quarterbacks there that they can turn to in New Orleans. Taysom played well and Winston, if he had to, I mean, look, the guy threw for four or five, 5,000 yards last year. So uh, maybe under some better coaching, he could do well too. But Taysom played well, running the ball, throwing the ball. Uh, you're watching Devil's Advocate Sports Talk. I am talking to Brian Scott. He's got his own podcast called The Injured List. Check it out wherever you check out and get your podcast. It's a very interesting one. Uh, so definitely go check that out, The Injured List. Uh, when's, your, when's your new show, uh, your new podcast episode coming out? Um, next week, I'm not really sure what the topic is going to be. It might just be an update on some injuries here in the NFL and uh, NBA stuff as we get started. They're going to have a really shortened preseason, so I would keep an eye on that. I wouldn't be surprised if we see some nasty little injuries coming the NBA's way, too. Uh, as we know, shortened preseasons can sometimes uh, rear their ugly heads with uh, tendon and, and ligament injuries when you start going full speed after having done Little. Maybe they'll heave some more threes up. Maybe that'll be the remedy is, you know, don't go to the hall. You can count on that. <laughs> Unbelievable. I mean, what's his name? Porzingis is already out. He had surgery, I think, on his other knee or something, or he had a repeat procedure on the same knee that he tore the ACL. So soft. Not good. Porzingis That's not good. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we already See, mentioned. Doncic, by the way, Luka Doncic is now my favorite player. I mean, he's... See what he did last year in the playoffs? Yeah, he's awesome. Around. He's yeah. Believable and and Porzingis is the guy sitting on the bench clapping for him. It's just anyway. Um, uh, Brian, one... before I let you go, what else you got for? Oh, me? I was just gonna say, I think uh, Teddy Bridgewater might be suiting up uh, soon. He uh, apparently had a very mild MCL sprain that was diagnosed on an MRI, and from what I read yeah. down here in Charlotte, it sounded like he was actually itching to get back out there, but that kind of held him back a little bit. So we'll see how he does. Uh, I think he actually may have even been practicing uh, this week. So, or last week, so uh, leading up to this week, past weekend's game, but they decided to sit him anyway. So we'll see about him. He might be back in action. Um, other than that, I, I haven't heard any other major injuries. I could be missing, but listen, here's the thing, guys. Just go on my website, drop me a line, and I'll be more than happy to answer your questions or include some of the questions or topics in one of my episodes, if that's what you guys want to know. Listen, man, you know me. I love busting your chops, but I love you to death. Brian Scott. The injured list, check it out, guys. It's 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 a lot of fun. And uh, happy Thanksgiving to you, my friend. Have a great one, and uh, we'll see you next week, huh? Waiting for my shirt too. I gotta. Oh, it's in the. I'm telling you, tomorrow I'm sending it out. I promise you. Um, I'll be looking for it. All right, man. Have All right, buddy. One. Take care, guys. All right, Devil's Advocate Sports Talk. You're listening to the Injured List podcast with your host Brian Scott your go-to resource for all sport injury-related topics. For show notes and other resources, visit theinjuredlist.com. 